Hi, everyone, and uh, welcome to another podcast on unpacking your organization. I'm here with Shraddha. Hi, Shraddha. How are you doing today? Very well. Hello, everybody. Unpacking Organizations, the Practitioner's Podcast. Sponsored by OrgView. See tomorrow's business today. How are you, Rupert? I'm living the dream, as always. <laughs> enjoying it. Just back from a nice trip in Orlando, Florida. So I've had some Florida sun, which is nice. <laughs> um, awesome. Back in grey, cold, wet um, London. So we're all good. Oh. <laughs> So the that's, question, that's the time of London right now. It's the time. It is what it is. It is what it is. It's, uh, I don't actually. It doesn't rain that much in London. It rains a lot more in Paris than London. Believe it or not, it's just huh. the sunshine out. It's the lack of sunshine. But that's I maybe a podcast for another day. If we can talk about the uh, statistics of weather. <laughs> right now, I'd like to talk about the statistics of artificial intelligence. So everyone asks us all the time: AI, AI, AI. You know. Yes. It's the topic. So how is AI um, going to Im impact the work? And what do we think about that? And how, from an org design perspective, from a practitioner perspective, can we start modeling our organizations and thinking of, and designing them so that we can take advantage of this new technology that is here, is with us. Um, and, you know, people I, I work with every day use it every day. So it's with us, it's here, and it's extremely, extremely powerful. So I thought I'd start with some statistics um, from Goldman Sachs. I got Goldman Sachs um, published a report, and, and, and there are a lot of statistics out there about this stuff. But, the, you know, this is quite a recent one. It's, it's the potentially large effects of artificial intelligence on economic growth. Um, it's quite recent. And very well researched. And, and what they said is 66% of jobs include work tasks, which will be performed by AI. Um, and within that, 25% of current work tasks can be automated by AI. And they break that down by different roles. So office and admin, um, they're saying 46% of the tasks will be uh could be automated by AI, whereas legal is 44% and sales 31%. So there is, you know, what are they saying? They're saying a huge number of jobs, not all jobs, but a large number, 66%, will be impacted in some way and a large number of the work. And, and, and I think this is really the important thing, which is we have to start, we always say, understand the work and then the workforce. And, and understanding the work is that, you know, they call it work tasks. What are the activities that you do, which are going to be impacted? And I, I think one of the other things that is, is dangerous here is often AI is augmenting how you do your work. So we're not, so let's take an example of writing code. There a lot of, you know, my developers, um, the first version of the code will be written by AI. So I want to perform X and they will get a version or here is mine. I'm trying to solve this problem, help and improve it. So there's a lot of skill required in actually leveraging the AI. There's a lot of skill in framing the questions and the context of that. And then also QAing what it comes back with. So you need a lot of expertise 
to actually work with it. So it's, it's think about it as having an assistant next to you who, who you work with. I agree. And I feel that this is such an important topic to think about because these numbers are huge. They're staggering and they, they might just make anybody nervous, especially somebody who's an admin job or they're like, okay, like 66% of the jobs are going to get impacted. So I may be one of them. But I think what you have started to point out is that we need to think about AI as an enabler of the work rather than letting people go upfront first and enabler of cost savings. And I think that is one thing that I always see during org design is that, okay, like we are designing this organization, say admin or say um, legal team, copywriters, they have been mostly under scrutiny these days. And um, how much of cost saves that we can get by introducing AI to this work uh, to this work population and it's like okay 20 percent of efficiencies can be saved by utilizing ai and therefore that means that i can let go 20 percent of people but that's a really wrong way of looking at things because the increase in efficiency does not mean does not translate into decrease in people in the same way we have to think about it differently and we have to think about that AI is just another tool. Like we have computers, like we sent man to moon by not having computers. We would have human computers at this point of time. And now we cannot think about that because now we have better tools for that. So AI is just another tool. And if we think about it, we may just take away that scare that AI has created. And and I think it's a decision. So some people, yes, will decide, oh, we get a 20% efficiency jump. I'm under cost pressure. Right. Um, this is going to enable me to, to take a cost saving. That that might be right for one group. Another group might say, we can be 20% more effective. There is work that we weren't doing or we weren't doing effectively. And I'm going to reinvest that so we can Im- improve the customer experience. We can get more insights. So we can make better decisions. And you know, if if you see the world as a zero sum game where the, the budget's the budget, and the you know if you take the cost out, that's straight. Is that straight to the EBITDA, or is that invested? You know, and um, that to me is a secondary decision and consequence of. But the the first is leveraging and saying what work is going to be impacted and could be positively impacted, and and it might be that the efficiency. I, the speed at which you do something might not change, but the quality of what you're doing. So, so let's take writing copy as a, as a common example and, and Marcoms, your marketing communication. Um, do I get more press releases out and more copy written or do I just get better press releases and better copy, which then boosts the, our ability to get the message out and then increase sales? You know, it's not just a cost-saving thing. It's a quality thing. Exactly. It's the effectiveness thing, not just efficiencies all the time. And so, um, and therefore, I also feel that we should think about that we are actually creating work better and meaningful for for the employees. And that's another thing is that 
a lot of employees are in their mundane work. They really don't want to do that. It's like very boring for them. But AI can be that tool which actually increases um, increases the meaning of the work, the purpose of the work, and it it actually ultimately leads to better mental well-being because you're not doing the mundane task, but you're doing more exciting tasks while the mundane task is being done by AI. So that's definitely, I feel that those are some of the elements that we need to keep thinking about as we are doing work design. But one thing I would like to put out there, Rupert, is that a lot of these groups, they have been doing this kind of work for decades in a certain way. And it's and they have never had an exposure towards AI or technology or new kind of tools. And what can we do to make that exposure better? Because many a times what then happens is that it's not the, it's like, you know, holding on to your turf and your comfort zone. That actually makes them more scared than thinking about that AI is a new exciting thing which will make their lives better. They just don't want any change. And therefore, it becomes a tussle. It just becomes a tussle that, no, we don't want AI because AI is going to take away our jobs, but actually AI is going to help them. But then they don't want to really change the ways of working in the first place. So, and, 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 yeah, I mean, unfortunately, like all these breakthrough technologies and Maybe the only difference with AI is the speed at which it's arrived. Right. Our, uh, you know, in, in in New York back in you know the turn of the century, the, the last century, there was a you know thousands, tens of thousands of people um, that were dealing in horses and collecting <laughs> horse manure. The classic, and, yes, right, the classic case, and and then the automobile comes along and it just changes. And yes, there's disruption. There are certain tasks certain roles that will go that that's right. inevitable um but that won't be the majority and then there'll be new tasks that we haven't thought about new roles that will be new um but you know horses are now for recreational and those people that can play polo and do, do nice things although segue you know growing up on, on, on the sheep farm then my father used a horse every day right on mustering sheep so we we used horses, but, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's here and it's not going to go away. You can't uninvent the wheel. You can't uninvent the automobile and you can't uninvent AI. It's here. And it, and it, it, like all these things, it can be a force for good and it can be a force for bad. That's always true probably with technology, but it can, at the individual level, it can make you far more effective. And you, you know, if you um, are writing copy and you want to summarize it, it's done. If you want to get rid of all your typos and what have you, it's going to help enormously. If you say, here's a, a here's a bunch of data, summarize this, um, improve this comms, make this more active, uh, reduce the reading age. It, it's just so, so powerful. So uh, I, I suggest, you know, the listeners, like, if, if you're scared of it, then unfortunately get over your fear and and find a way to learn now in in an organization you know should the L&D teams and what have you be providing courses and and guidance to help people be, being effective and leveraging this new technology my personal view is yes um you know it's here so let's let's be effective at, at using it 
uh, from an org design perspective, we should be understanding the impact on the work. We should always be understanding the work. And then we should be redesigning roles and competencies accordingly. And, and then, you know, there are going to be benefits. There's upside. It's a decision. Do, if you want to take the cost savings, because you, you need to take costs out anyway, this is, this is a, a path to do that. Um, if you think that the, the value of AI is just that, then you're in a race to the bottom and strategically you're going to struggle as an organization, right? If, if all you see the role of org design is riffing people, and this goes back to, I think the podcast that people love the most, which is, are we good people or bad? We can be bad people. If all you see it is a riffing technology, then, but it's just a race to the bottom. And in the end of the day, you, you probably won't exist. So there has to be a way of making the employee experience better the customer experience better, the communication better, the quality of what you develop can all be enhanced. Very well said. Yeah. I would say, um, Rupert, one another thing which I would um, like to say is that the org design folks need to understand what is the landscape of AI is. Because if you're designing the work and if you don't have an understanding of that, is this work uh, automobile work or not, then that is a challenge, right? Like you should have a good exposure as an org design professional that what is the kind of work is going to have an impact in future. So that's another like practical tip that I would say many a times we as org design don't understand that the work that was actually considered extremely people-driven, like perhaps like data scientists, actuarial like very very data driven that was done by people in the past is actually being augmented by ai now and if we don't have that understanding then we won't be designing the work better itself so that exposure is important Agreed. agreed so what's your takeaway rupert my takeaway is it's here embrace it um don't let there's a there's a joke uh i don't know what the reading age of our podcast is i don't think we've got a policy on this but it's it's for us to decide but there's there's a there's a thing i think it's still a little bit the stage where it's like teenagers talking about sex like everyone's talking about it and no one's <laughs> doing it um i actually think that's not quite true because a lot of people i see are actually doing it and are, <laughs> are busy with it um <laughs> <laughs> but it's new, and a, but a lot of people. I've just been at a big conference. A lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people are scared. Right. Um, and and I, I I was at a dinner actually with um, there's, there's a guy called Adrian Joseph who's works on the council um, for AI and and is advising the UK government. And it was at a dinner that he was speaking at. Um, so that was quite interesting and. You know, my, my, my takeaway from all of this is it's here. It's great. I've, I, when I work with that, when I see my colleagues working with that, it makes them better at their job. For me, I'm not interested in cost savings. I'm interested in better quality work, um, faster, better, higher for, for our customers, uh, better employee experience, et cetera. That, that to me is where you should take the savings. I think the fear um, that people have is, is really a fair, you know, if you're scared of riffing, just a reduction in force, if that's the fair, then um, you're probably 
the trust is probably broken with your organization and you have a bigger issue. Agreed. And my takeaway, yes, my takeaway is twofold. One is that upskill yourself. Just make yourself better exposed to these technology, read about them more, right? Like I always think that if I fear about something, I just go and face it more. So just try to understand that what exactly is there out uh, out there. Sometimes it's like ghost, right? Like we don't, we fear the unknown the most. So know more about it, get yourself more familiar with it, upskill yourself. And the second is just go and play with it. Right. Like, you know, once you have exposed yourself with it, just go and go on chat GPT. These days I just ask questions on parenting from chat GPT for fun. <laughs> right. Because I'm like, OK, how is that coming along? And so just have fun with it rather than fearing yeah. about it. And I'm pretty sure that the, you will find better ways to understand how the organization is going to then your work is going to then get better by use of AI and therefore how organization would be. So that would be my takeaway. Perfect. Shraddha, thank you so much. This is our second to last podcast. For this season. This season. Yes. And then next season we'll, we'll talk about next season and I think in our next podcast and, and, and everything else. But it was very timely. Yes, it would not have been. This year would not have been complete if we didn't talk about AI. So it was very well said. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, Rupert. Until See next you. time. Bye. Bye. Bye.